Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's Mike Shope and the Bulldog. Welcome to the Hotel Hell. Check-in time is now. Check-out time is never. It's Mike Shope. Does my room have cable? No. And the sheets are made of fire. Can I change rooms? Sorry, we're all booked up. Hell convention in town. And the Bulldog. Can I have a late checkout? I'll have to talk to the manager. You're not the manager, even in your own fantasy? I'm the owner. The co-owner. With Satan. It's Mike Shope. Okay. Just so I understand that in your wildest fantasy, you are in hell. And you are co-running a bed and breakfast with the devil. And the Bulldog. Yeah, but I haven't told you my salary yet. Go. $80,000 a year. On WGR Sports Radio 550. It already was a massive story that there was any chance Lamar Jackson was going to get away from the Baltimore Ravens. But now, not just even with this non-exclusive franchise tag and those implications, but this apparent succession of other teams that reportedly are not interested. Like, right away, they know they're, we don't want to talk to them. We have no interest. Uh, who? Like, this is an even bigger story than it had been, I think. Eric Eager with us. Always a real treat and a pleasure to have Eric on with Sumer Sports at Eric Eager underscore. Eric, how are you? I'm doing great. I you know It's so crazy that you go combine last week. Super Bowl was just like three, four weeks ago. And now you get this uh, this franchise tag day. It's like the league gives you these treats like every single week. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's almost like it's by design. <laughs> <laughs> well, are are your uh, so to speak the spidey senses here on this Jackson stuff? With okay, we're Baltimore. Okay, well, fine. We'll just we'll we'll challenge this. We'll give you the non-exclusive tag and see. Go, good luck to you. And I mean, like right away, these other teams just are. It's coming out. They don't want to talk to them. That looks very weird. Yeah, there's an anecdote in the league that, like, you know, remember when the Ravens traded uh, some someone called Kari Vedvik to the Vikings in the preseason yes. when Daniel Carlson was struggling kicking field goals and Vedvik didn't even make the team and and you know everybody's like, well, you know, don't don't trade with the Ravens, they'll rip your eyes out, right? And um, you know, we have seen teams, you know, Orlando Brown type of thing, you know, Roquan Smith, but. You know, the Ravens are one of those teams that the league respects, you know, their opinions. And, and, and so I think that even though Lamar Jackson, you know, has had a great career so far, 
I think that a lot of teams look at, you know, why hasn't he been signed by the Ravens yet, right? The Ravens are acting in good faith. Uh, do we really want to get into that sort of situation with Jackson? What do the Ravens know that we don't know? I think that that's a big part of what's going on. And, and ultimately, like, there is a lot of risk associated with, um, you know, putting the non-exclusive tag because you could get a situation where, um, you know, a team with a lot of cap space kind of poison pills you. Um, but I think the Ravens, you know, are, are a team that has delineated that risk and, and, and find it acceptable. Yeah, I, I'm wondering, Eric, we were talking just as we, we went to the break before you came on with us here, and I already, the word collusion flew out of my mouth already. Like Mike is referencing these teams sort of that can't seemingly wait to tell you that they're not interested. Um, like I wonder how confident the, the Ravens are that the guaranteed money Jackson is looking for is their own version of a poison pill. Like nobody else in the league, everyone was so mad at the Browns last year that no one in the league is going to want to meet the demand Jackson has, and maybe the Ravens are feeling like they're sitting in a catbird seat. Yeah, for sure. I think that the you know the other part is that look, you're when you're only negotiating against your own team, uh, that team is the villain, and when you negotiate with everybody else and they have the sort of same uh, opinion of you that mm-hmm. your team does, uh, you, you start to look back at your at your ex, uh, you know, and say, yeah. hey. Uh, she wasn't so bad, and I think that that's, you know, that's kind of um, maybe the, maybe the feeling here too, where Lamar doesn't really have a lot of reps. Like everybody else, I mean, look, if you have an agent, generally speaking, that agent has had other players, and that agent has had to deal with both sides of the negotiation, getting the best of it, not getting the best of it, um, you know, finding the middle ground. Lamar so far has only felt that he's gotten screwed over by the Ravens. And so maybe a little bit of experience uh, will do him a little bit good here. And maybe that's the opinion the Ravens have. Can you see, I, I don't want to sound naive here, Eric, but like, can you see him under center for Baltimore week one throughout all this? Yeah, I think there's a chance for sure. Um, you know, again, if, it, if a team's not going to step up and, and do it, uh, you know, he can hold out because if he doesn't sign the tag, then he is one of the few players in the league that can hold out. We saw Orlando Brown hold out from Kansas City last year. Um, you know, he, he's been a guy who's been sick with COVID, you know, sick with other things, uh, injured ankle, now knee, um, maybe sitting out could benefit him to a certain extent. It certainly, uh, he looks around, and, and again, he's looked a lot at the Deshaun Watson situation. Sitting out a year didn't kill Deshaun Watson's value all that much. Uh, maybe, you know, maybe he thinks that that could be his, his situation as well. So I think that you know there, it, it's a long shot at this point. I would say, um, but and I don't think he plays on the tag. I think he would take a year off rather than playing on the tag. Um, but but yeah, I certainly think that that's within well, the possibilities. But you know maybe a team like Atlanta, who is reported not interested, uh, maybe comes back in uh, and negotiates once uh, Lamar sees that his market isn't as as hot as, as he once thought. With Eric Eager here on WGR, Mike Shope and the Bulldogs. So, if this hasn't been said by you in this conversation, Eric, like, shouldn't a team want him? Like, is there something about his game? You've, you mentioned sort of, is there something we don't know out here not being Baltimore? And, you know, I guess you have to, you have to wonder, is there anything, like he's had a couple injuries, there's always the conversation that is an eye roll for me about how good he is, you know? Like, shouldn't shouldn't teams be champing at the bit to get him if they need a quarterback? 
Well, yeah, and you, you even add to that fact that he has a lot of gravity. You know, you look at yards before contact for running backs that play with him, it's always higher than other, other you know, uh, just because linebackers have to be so, um, you know, scared of him pulling the ball out that other players get, you know, so he has gravity that's different than any other quarterback. I think it's just the injuries. I also think it's the, you know, again, these owners, like they're all in the billionaire club and they kind of, they work together on these things sometimes. And um, I, I think that they, the, you know, the owners and the, and the, and the GMs, they don't want to do guaranteed contracts anymore. And I think that that, you know, is playing a part like, you know, they, and there's also, I think a lot of questions about unknown things, like how long can he continue to play the way he played? We talk about him relative like Michael Vick and Randall Cunningham and guys like that. But, you know, when Michael Vick ran for a thousand yards in 2006, like two thirds of that, those yards were on scrambles. When Lamar does it, it's two thirds of those yards are on design runs. So he's, you know, a statistical anomaly. And everybody said, well, that's going to lead to more injuries. And at least initially that wasn't the case, but now it is, it has been the case. And, you know, it cost the Ravens probably an opportunity to play deep in the playoffs this year, A, by having them lose that division title, but also B, by him not even being able to play once they secured a wild card spot. So not the only big news in the league today. We want to talk some bills here too, Eric, and, and the Combine, the Giants. Let's just quickly touch on them. Uh, are you surprised by how that played out with Jones and then the tag on Barkley? We had a conversation here, Bulldog and I, with our reporter Sal, well, to some extent or another, all a little bit miffed that the Bills guys would go to the Giants and pay Jones like that and tag the running back, no matter who he is. It makes you wonder, or made us wonder, whether like that's ownership uh, with Jones because they've been loyal to him and they seem to really like him, at least at the top of the organization. They did also make the playoffs. How do you read the Giants? Yeah, I think that, um, you know, when a team has some success, they they don't want to lose it. Uh, I, I thought that they were above this, but certainly not. Right? I mean, I look, I Daniel Jones is a nice player. I think he's tough. I, you know, as a Chiefs fan, I think of him kind of similar to Alex Smith, where the he's a top, you know, 10 pick or whatever, and it didn't work out at the very beginning. But, you know, combination of being a runner, uh, he's a very black and white quarterback. And what I mean is not a great thrower on the run, but when he decides to run, he's a very good one. And he would, when he decides to throw, he's competent there. Um, Smith got hurt a lot when he was younger. So did Daniel Jones. Um, now a very, very good, you know, season, all things told, no wide receivers really. It sort of reminds me of that one year where Alex Smith got the Chiefs to nine and seven without a wide receiver touchdown. That's kind of how it felt with the Giants this year. <laughs> Um, so, you know, and you can win with that if you have great coaching. The problem is, like, how long is Mike Kafka going to be the offensive coordinator there? How long uh, is Brian Dable going to keep his fastball? We have, he's not a universally genius uh, play, you know, you know, type of offensive and head coach the way that Andy Reid is. Uh, it's a lot of money to pay to a guy. I mean, look, like, you just think about it in terms of New York quarterbacks. Like, you're really going to – pay Daniel Jones about 80-90% of what Josh Allen makes when he's probably 50% of the player. That seems like a hard that seems like a hard way to compete. Yeah, it's got to be such a dilemma for these teams though, right? I mean, cuz he is he's a certain amount of good, right? But I, I guess maybe we all just sort of have to recalibrate that an average quarterback in the league is going to cost 40 million dollars now. Is that is like is, is that that what this contract means? Uh, I think so. And I think the issue is like, it's just like starting pitching in baseball. Like 
if you want to get a starting pitcher and he's a veteran, even if it's a guy like Urban Santana is going to, you know, back in the day, it's going to cost you $15 million, which seems like, you know, that back in the day, that's a lot. But, like, you know, starting tackles are that way. Like, any premium position, even yeah. if the guy's, like, average, well, the only premium position players that get to free agency are average players, you know, because if they were any good, they'd be retained. So, uh, it, it, that is the way it is. And, and you know, you, you pity those teams that, did, that don't end up with a great guy. Uh, you can hope that they can develop them into that one. Um, but I would be a little bit worried. So, Eric, um, I don't know, just to set you up sort of broadly here, what, if anything, did the Combine do for the Bills draft uh, position? Like, we still have free agency yet to happen, and I don't know, there's lots of different things you could take away from the Combine, depending on what your focus is, but were there any developments there? Let me give you one possible example. Darnell Washington going with Mayer and Kincaid, if not others, made tight end kind of fun to talk about here. Uh, even in the first round, the Bills are not the most needy at that position. But I just wonder, like, what might have happened here, maybe by position group or whatever, that uh, might have been meaningful to Buffalo? To Buffalo, yeah. I mean, it, I think when you look at what positions they could possibly go after, obviously, you know, defensive ends another one where, you're going to have to probably, you know, look at like Nolan Smith, for example, as a smaller guy, um, but he, you know, tested off the charts. If you wanted to get him, it's going to be a little bit more expensive. Tight ends, another one. You had like three guys who had RAS scores above 9.8, uh, but at a position that has never really returned well in the first round of the draft. Uh, running backs, another one. Bijan Robinson was not quite as fast as people expected him to be. Um, you know, the Bills have always sort of been rumored to highly drafted running backs. Um, but, uh, you know, they got James Cook last year, but some people have even mocked Bajan Robinson the Bills. That's another one where it kind of, you, you look and you say, wow, if he fell to like 20, would they think that that was actually the, the reason that they're often struggling in the playoffs? I hope not, but uh, that could be another one that sort of pops up. Um, you know, to me, it's also just that they're going to get their, you know, with the quarterbacks going higher, like the bills are just going to get a better value on the non quarterbacks. Now that they have one of those superstar guys. And, you know, so the, you know, that, that to me, like this year, it's sort of fortified that we're going to see four guys in round one. And, and so the bills are going to get just a better value just, you know, by four, by four guys than mm-hmm. they would otherwise have gotten. Mm-hmm. Richardson seemed like a, quite the story at the combine. And, and that was, we're, we're doing a regular thing with Chris Trapasso from CBS Sports and I think before the combine even got here knowing he was going to go I saw him mention to be right be bracing for Richardson to blow the roof off the the stadium like it is work people are just going to go bonkers over his workout um is he elevated to to what exactly with this top pick status top quarterback or is is, is that unrealistic uh, I think there are some, I mean, the betting markets sure have, the betting market markets sure have, um, you know, trended that way, but he's still like an, uh, you know, an underdog if you go there. It, it's a style to make fights. Like I talked to people and the people that would tell me, um, I, I heard no one who had Richardson first. I heard a bunch of people that had Stroud first and that, you know, to be frank is, you know, the reason I got the conversation started was that was, that's sort of my uh, opinion. Um, but I, and a lot of people have Bryce Young first. I don't think anybody has Will Levitt's first, or at least were willing to tell me. Um, so I think that that when you look at that, it's probably going to be Young, Stroud in some order. Probably Young first, and but I, I think Anthony Richardson could go as early as three. What about where are you on uh, Young, 
and his size, Eric. Like, this is going to be everybody's debate. And you, you know the history, I'm sure, back your hand. Like, we can think of a couple guys who were under six feet, most maybe prominently Kyler Murray, who went 101. What's the truth on whether or not a quarterback as small as young is a bad investment? Well, it's it's problematic because I think, like, I don't believe – like, I, for example, think that if you can get, like, Baker Mayfield-type performances in the first four years, you're okay. Um, but I think most people believe that guy's got to sign a second contract. And the second contract for a guy like Murray is a bad value. So mm-hmm. I I think that it's – I wouldn't draft him first because I just don't know if you can get that second contract and it would ever be worth it because of injury his, history and stuff like that. Um, but I do know some people are going to overlook that for – um, the possibility of, of doing what Kyler Murray did, which is taking a, a Cardinals offense that was bottom of the league by four-tenths of a yard and getting it to the middle of the pack by year one, getting it to the upper half of the league by year two, and into the playoffs by year three. And, and even though the, 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 the ball has fallen off the table for Murray, um, that is, uh, you know, that, that's, a, um, you know that, that's very much like I think what a lot of people are looking at. Do, do you think the fact that Young isn't anywhere near the runner that Murray is helps him or hurts him in teams' eyes with that in mind? Because there's still, you know, the running quarterback exposure to injury, sort of old-school thinking. Um, so maybe if he's not going to expose himself to that because he's not the athlete Murray is, maybe that's better. Or, I don't know, do you draft a 5'10 quarterback who can't run like Murray first overall? Yeah, the running for Murray was such an edge that I, I don't I think I don't think taking it away in any way could be good. So I, I'd say no on that one. Eric, how's the new job going? I'm having a lot of fun. We you know, we had a great time at Sloan. We presented a few things about football right. analytics there. That was a lot of fun. We went to the uh, the combine, sold our product to some teams. It's really enjoyable. Sumer Sports Show with myself and Thomas Dimitrov has been uh, a lot uh, it's been a good time. It's really cool to tap into his knowledge. Uh, from being a GM in the NFL for a dozen years. So I, I have no complaints. Really good. Well, congrats to you, and thanks as always for your time, Eric. Hey, thanks for having me on, guys, and uh, it's been fun. Take care. All right, Eric Eager, at Eric Eager underscore. Put the underscore at the end. Some do it. The underscore at the end? Yep. Yeah. There's also the matter of the garbage cake to discuss, still to discuss. Um, so he didn't go toward collusion, at least at first, with Lamar Jackson. He went at, like, respect for the Ravens and sort of, right. you know, like, maybe there's something here that's scary. I just think, you do too, I think, that the timing, the speed mm-hmm. with which these teams yeah. came out, Atlanta was like five minutes. Yeah. Dan Rossini had the Falcons don't want Lamar Jackson in five minutes after even this morning there was a report about how interested they would be if he actually were available. Things move so fast. I mean, I, I'm just getting you know reacclimated here. I heard about the rate. Uh, excuse me, the, the the Falcons being the betting favorite to get Lamar Jackson if he changes teams this morning for the first time, <laughs> and by this afternoon, like they're not interested. Okay, what? Holy cow! I was gone eight days. What? <laughs> what probably accounts for that? Like, what's the most likely explanation for that? If it's right that this is a setup that teams are you know playing along if you will with the ravens in you know to basically their way of objecting to the watson contract and we got to hold the line here then if the reports are right 
the the morning report was a setup. It was a scam. It was oh yeah, we'd love him. And then as soon as five minutes after he's available, like no, like that that has to that has to be correct. Which you know is tough. I mean, neither a Boy. reporter got played there or just. They were in. A, who, who knows? I don't know. Like, yeah, I'm already no, starting. There's to... a lot of possibilities there, man. Like, you're you're tripping more wires the more you talk to me uh, about what could really be going on here. Um, you know, it's it, it's all you know, it's all guessing. But Jackson not having an agent could really be a problem for him here. Like it, it whether the whether the teams in the league don't like that part of this. You need somebody to help you do this, whatever this is becoming. And maybe it's just a chance to, like, smack a guy who isn't playing by, quote-unquote, the rules, you know? Like, you want to do it all yourself? Well, we'll show you how that can go. I don't know. I mean, that's awfully conspiratorial, I, I realize. I'm not trying to present that as, like, fact. It's just It just wouldn't surprise me if that group of rich men wanted to really – shove it down the throat of a guy who's trying to do what Jackson's trying to do. Some may not have the cash that's actually, I think, fair. As mm-hmm. wealthy as they are and as valuable as the teams are, we're talking about, this was brought up to me last week in one conversation here, maybe Brett Coleman, how like the, the Ravens owner, like he's got to have that money. Right. And some of these guys wouldn't necessarily have the cash on hand to be able to commit to like one guy they would find it too risky not just a matter of principle but beyond that right but i feel like i'm already giving the whole institution of the owners too much credit by letting them off the hook by suggesting that like just make it work you know like yeah for for what for folks who don't know what what you're referring like yeah like any of the the guaranteed money that we hear about at the front end of these contracts the players don't necessarily get all that money at once but anything that's guaranteed fully guaranteed the owners have to be able to, in order for the contract to be valid, they have to put that money, they have to have that money and put it in escrow. It's like there, there is Lamar Jackson's money. So, if, like, in other words, all my investments from here on out make a mess and I lose my fortune, Lamar Jackson has his money because it's over there. Right. Lines are open to discuss at 803-0550. The Bills, too, of course, the Baltimore news, the Giants news today. There's so much. What do you want from the draft? Now we've had the combine. Maybe you've got uh, a thought on what should or shouldn't happen with the Bills in that first-round pick. The Sabres tonight home, or rather not at home, at the Islanders after losing at home last night to Edmonton. Pre-game in just over an hour. Mike Schoep and the Bulldog here, WGR. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. 
Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 